welcome to Mind Your Own Retirement from Your Life Choices and uh, welcome along to the publisher, Kay Fallick. Good morning, Kay. Hello, John. It's me, John Dixon, Kay, uh, for this episode number 45 and I'm cross with you. Why? I'm cross with you because you've come in here saying, oh, we're going to speak to a lovely lady about uh, cooking today because we've all put on weight. And you said you put on weight and you look absolutely sensational. <laughs> Oh, can I can I tell everybody you're wearing leather pants, a, fab, a fabulous jacket, Ooh. you've had your hair cut, Ooh. you're a new woman. Shout out to Tony for the hair. Yeah. I need to go to the hairdressers. How did, did you book in and you were just one person in yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, one on one. Yeah. It's anyway. amazing. Uh, oh, but the attention, John. <laughs> <laughs> well, I loved it. As a former hairdresser, <laughs> like I told you, I used to be a hairdresser. I don't know if anybody remembers back in the day the Jill Webb Salon, which was in the Manchester Unity Building, mm. just above Stephanie Dest. Oh, who my used God. To have, yeah, she used to be in there as well. And I was a young hairdressing apprentice back in the 1800s. <laughs> so you were doing the pompadour wigs. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I used to, we, she used to make us do the tight perm curls, right? Yes. No papers. Oh, we weren't allowed to put papers That's when radical. we did the rolling. I know because she was too cheap. So, do you know my first job ever? My mum got for me, and I think I was twelve, underage, of course. Betty was working yeah. me, and it was at a hairdresser's in North Ringwood. Yeah, and I got to wash the curlers. Oh, really? <laughs> well, t- I can even better that because when we did use papers, or some of the others mm. who went to the academy, we were apprentices, but the ones who went through the you know, academy, I could sort of do it straight away. But they would use papers. We had to wash the papers. Oh, that's disgusting. And reuse it? them. And we was called picking pins. Once they'd swept all the floors yes. into the big rubbish tins, we'd have you to have go to out the back, through. pick oh. through, take the pins out that oh, were on yeah. the floor. yeah. Okay. I think in a COVID environment. <laughs> I mean, can you believe that? Hygiene, hygiene. I mean, we're talking Ooh. literally 50 years ago. Uh, plus, at least. So, <laughs> but, uh, so hello to anybody John, who went to the Jewel Web Salon. Isn't it fun being old? It, like our well, memories. And, and we were just saying before we went on air, um, I'm approaching 70, oh. and uh, our parents at our age, my father had this, as my mother would say, a huge corporation. <laughs> he was bald as a badger, yeah. and he was a very, very old man. Yeah. Your mum, who I believe is very, very perky. My mum's perky. She's perky. At 92. And you will be, you'll be a bit crazy, but you will be <laughs> sensational at her age. I'll be the old lady they talk about. <laughs> With my Not bag. like now. <laughs> anyway, yes. let's get on from being old. We are, we are, we are going to talk money soon. We have Jeremy Duffield, who I told you before is my go-to guy when it comes to retirement income and superannuation. He knows everything and I'm thrilled he'll share with us what retirement will look like Mm. in a post-COVID-19 world. Have you got plenty of toilet paper? Because there's no dramas now. (laughs) Isn't it wonderful going in there and seeing wall-to-wall quilting? It's unbelievable, isn't it? Well, I'm married to someone who's always bought bulk. So we're still working through our (laughs) pre-COVID bulk. (laughs) We're going to be speaking with someone who's very, very good as far as uh, grocery shopping uh, from the Heart Foundation. Yes, Sean Armstrong. We're thrilled to have uh, join us today. She'll talk about heart health and grocery shopping. Something I'm really looking forward to, talking to Helen Young from Renaissance Garden Tours and... 
gosh, it was so sad that the, the gardening exhibition in Melbourne was yeah. cancelled, yeah. which is very sad. And uh, she's going to take us on a bit of a tour or tell us what it's like uh, in October, hopefully, when people can go on a wonderful tour. Well, we've all been stuck at home for a long time, so Helen's going to take us travelling from our armchairs and in particular garden tours and how she works with Renaissance and takes people around the world and in Australia and learning more about horticulture and um, and beauty. Welcome, folks. It's Kay Fallick and me, John Deeks. It's the Mind Your Own Retirement podcast, and you're very welcome. We're now on the line to someone we've spoken to before from uh, the founder of Super Ed Kay. Yes, Jeremy is the go-to guy for retirement income information and we've asked him to join us today to discuss what retirement will look like in a post-COVID-19 mm, world. He would know. Jeremy Duffield, welcome to the show. Thanks, John. Thanks, Kay. Uh, good to be here. Obviously, a tough time for uh, retirees in, in, in some ways with um, a lot of uncertainty due to uh, COVID-19. So what are the clues, sir, as far as uh, moving forward post-COVID-19? Well, look, I think the, uh, the government's been very helpful in terms of um, helping out with the age, age pension on a number of fronts. So I think that's reassuring for retirees. And, of course, the age pension for most Australians is the foundation of their retirement. Uh, so the government's you know, additional contributions that they've they made, reducing deeming rates, really helpful to retirees. And so investors then have to think about the other parts of their retirement program, which includes super, cash, and any non-super investments they might have. And I think each one of those requires a little different thinking. So with respect to the market overall, I'd encourage retirees not to panic and to have confidence in the long-term growth prospects of Australia. And of course, that underlies the the future of returns on uh, superannuation and on their private share market investments. So, Jeremy, just to pick up on something you said, I believe the deeming rates changed on the 1st of May. Is that correct? That's right. They're changing. They're, they're, they're dropping down by about three quarters of a percent. Yeah, which is a big deal because it... That was it, something you lobbied for from uh, oh, from your from your side too. We, we certainly put it in as a recommendation. So that, as you say, uh, actually will assist people. So are, are you happy if we point the discussion, first of all, because of deeming rates, it, to cash? You uh, have t shared with me... A lot of retirees carry a lot of their savings in cash. That's right. About 30% of our uh, age pension customers at Retirement Essentials have most of their money in cash. And I think with today's low interest rates, that's quite a uh, worrying statistic. I'd like to see uh, our retirees having diversified portfolios where they have, they have cash to meet their emergency needs. But they also have part portfolio and shares and some money in fixed income investments as well. So have you, are you prepared to stick your neck out and, and tell us some kind of percentage mix there? 
Well, I really think it varies on, on the person. It's fine to be uh, conservative, but everyone is really different. Um, I mean, for example, my mother, who's 91, now has 100% of her money in equities and has for 30 years. So she's been a total share market investor. But most people aren't comfortable with that level of share market risk. So then they might have a balanced portfolio and they might have you know, traditional definition of a balanced portfolio is actually 50-50, where you might have 50% in shares and 50% in uh, cash and fixed income investment. Jeremy, every day you open the paper and uh, they're almost prepping us now for some pr- pretty bleak times ahead with uh, the amount of money, that obviously, that's being poured into the community and to businesses to uh, to keep everybody afloat. Um, but there is a lot of pessimism coming from the... Uh, treasurer, both locally and uh, nationally. Uh, when how how is this going to affect us? Because we all seem to be getting a bit concerned now. Well, it, it is a very concerning event. We obviously haven't had anything quite like the COVID nineteen before, with such a sudden impact on the economy. Really, through government measures to decide to shut down the economy and particularly to shut off uh, foreign visitors, which of course such an important part of the Australian economy. And so we really don't know what's going to transpire and how we're going to come out of this. The signs are very encouraging in that Australia is getting control of the infection rates. Uh, That's very, very positive. And so hopefully not too far distant, the government will start to relax some of the economic uh, restrictions that will get things moving again. And so as in most share market debacles of the past, we hope to have a recovery that, that improves both the economy and the share market prospect over time. So, Jeremy, I guess the really big question here, and I understand everybody's situation is individual, but the big question for me is if I listen to you and I think I have too much in cash and it would be smart to have some in the market, the market seems to still be sinking so how would I have the courage to say I must put some money in there even though emotionally I'm thinking it's going to be lower tomorrow? Well, I think you've got to realise no one, no one rings a bell when the, when the market's at its bottom. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to, have to realise that with the market down something like 29% from its, from its highs, that there is relative value in the market with a long-term perspective. So I sort of take the view of shut my eyes and, and leap leap in. Um, and if I was afraid to uh, leap in all at once, I'd start to uh, tow, tow my way in by taking a step a step at a time, doing what they call dollar cost averaging, putting some money in each, each month, but trying to um, put my fear aside and tr- try to move forward. You won't pick the bottom, but if you think there's reasonable value in the market and you have a reasonably long-term perspective, then I'd start buying some diversified share portfolios now. And would you be buying domestically and internationally? Yes, I think it's always good to have a mix. Um, Certainly international has done very well on the back of uh, a weak Australian dollar and strong US, US markets. Uh, The US market worries me a little bit because of its valuation levels. But 
I, I do a mix of Australian and international shares with a bias towards Australian shares because of franking credits. Jeremy, thank you so much for giving up your time for the podcast uh, today. We do appreciate it. Uh, Jeremy's the chairman of Retirement Essentials. It's an online firm helping people apply for the age pension. And you can go to the retirementessentials.com.au website or of course as always go to your life choices website where you'll see the link and jeremy we do appreciate your sage advice once again my pleasure john okay thank you very much Healthy eating. Now, it doesn't have to be expensive, Kay. It uh, also uh, is very, very important, especially across this time. And we've got our toilet paper now. We're okay with that. Yes. But it, you claim to have put on some weight. I can't see it anywhere. I think I have. Well, you look sensational, but I believe we've got somebody on the phone who's an expert when it comes to health, certainly in the heart. So, Sean Armstrong from the Heart Foundation is a dietitian, and Sean uh, shared with us some great information, which is about supermarket shopping and keeping a healthy heart. So, Sean, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Sean, you're uh, you're taking me into the supermarket now. Here we go, and we've done all the checks and everything else. And the little man's had the <laughs> clicker, and we've walked in. And I say, oh, I need to I need to fill up my fridge, Sean. What what do I what am I going to buy? Chocolate ice cream. Yeah, chocolate ice cream <laughs> and uh, lots of nice big fatty things. No, not at all. Where are you going to steer me? What are we going to buy? Yeah, that's a good question, and. Um Really, it's the same sort of advice that we would always give people regardless of whether we've got COVID-19 or not. And that's always to try and eat as healthy as you can. And that really does come down to trying to eat uh, plenty of fresh foods like fruit and vegetables and whole grains and some healthy proteins like, you know, your chickpeas and lentils, fish and seafood and some healthy fats and definitely less of the, um, the discretionary foods as we call them, which are those unhealthy kind of junk foods. What are healthy fats? Well, healthy fats, we've got um, lots of different types of foods have healthy fats in them. So we usually recommend people try and get their fats from things like avocados or healthier oils. So things like olive oil, like canola oil, and then also, of course, your nuts and seeds as well, healthy fats in them. When I go to the supermarket, I make the mistake of going when I'm hungry. Oh. Uh, do you want to sort of... Do you have a list? Because I, I do a... I always I do, do a, a list. Well, I say I'm a, boy, I'm a boy shopper, so I just walk and go, oh, I have that, oh, I have oh, that. Oh, you know. Lord. Sean, uh, I think we need your good we sense do. here. We do. Sean, save us. <laughs> going to the supermarket hungry is, you know, a very um, <laughs> risky thing to do. I think it's always a good idea to not go when hungry um, and also to have a list is really important, particularly at the moment when we're all trying to get in and out of the supermarket as quickly as possible and go as infrequently as possible. It's really important to, before you go, try and do a bit of planning. Think about what you're going to eat for all your meals for the next week or so, as long as you can. Uh, we're not going to be at home all the time, so we know where we're going to be eating. So if you make a list, check what's in your pantry before you go so you don't double up or get a bit confused when you get there and then write that list and stick to it as much as you can and try to avoid, you know, getting sucked in by some of those shiny packets that are full of chocolate and lollies and chips because you know once you've got them at home, it's the one, very the, hard. The ones to that are really them. prominently displayed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they can often be very prominently displayed. So if you're hungry, it's even harder to resist. So, Sean, you mentioned uh, that you're helping people shop not just for heart health, but 
keeping within a limited retirement income. Can you you tease out that point for us, please? Yeah, of course. So um, obviously sometimes food can get quite expensive or it can seem expensive, but to eat healthy, you don't just have to buy all the fancy superfoods and the really expensive foods. It can be really simple. So like I mentioned that fruit and vegetables is really important um, for a healthy diet, but at the moment, sometimes we're seeing that some of the fresh versions can be quite expensive due to a number of different factors. But uh, the canned and the frozen options are a great alternative to the fresh ones. They're usually just as healthy, um, often a lot less expensive, and they last a lot longer as well in the freezer or in the pantry. So they're a really good option that we recommend people to go for when they're on a budget. Just if you are choosing some of those canned versions, it is important to look out for the no added salt versions. So just to try and check that they're no added salt, but frozen and canned vegetables and fruits are a really good option for people on a budget. Uh, And we also recommend trying to look out for some of those cheaper proteins, which are actually the ones that we recommend anyway. So things like legumes, which are your chickpeas and your beans and Mm, your lentils. I love them. They're really, yeah, they're really healthy. They last a long time. They're generally quite cheap if you buy them canned or dried. um, And they're really filling as well. So they're a great way to sort of bulk up a meal, make it last longer. And um, like I said, they're really healthy for your heart as well. I have a recipe, which is not mine, it's Ottolenghi, and it's uh, for... Who made it? Mr. Ottolenghi's recipe. Oh, right. um, lentils with eggplant. It's super inexpensive, wow. and it's enough for four people, so you can kind of spin it out a bit, and I'm going to put that on the website. That is fantastic. Does the Heart Foundation have um, recipes on it as well? Yeah, we absolutely do. We've got plenty of recipes and a lot of them are using those healthy ingredients like lentils because you know we're often also seeing a lot of people stocking up on those kind of foods at the moment but then maybe they're not exactly sure what to do with them so we've got plenty of recipes online Um, we've got recipes that are cheaper we've got ones that you can freeze later because that's another great Mm. idea is to cook up in bulk Mm. and then try and freeze some for um, later on so, yeah, it's a great place to check out recipes um, on the Heart Foundation website. Heartfoundation.org.au and a link will be, uh, of course, uh, as always, up on our Your Life Choices website as well. Um, well, look, thank you so much for giving up your time and uh, we hope that you stay well as well. Thank you very much and stay well yourself. I have got one of those machines, like a bar mix, using it for, uh, to make a lot of soups, putting in the freezer. And I love that because you get home, you're tired, you think you're going to get delivered food or eat some junk, and no, you go to the freezer and there it is. Coming up next, I'm going to lead you up the garden path. Oh, I can't wait. Here I go. Gumboots. And we're now about to call Helen Young from Renaissance Garden Tours. And she's on the line now. Is that you, Helen? Yes, it is. Welcome, Helen. You're on the air with John Deeks and Kay Fallick and, of course, uh, Mind Your Own Retirement. Uh, Thank you so much. I'll just tell everybody how you've been a long-term regular on the ABC Sydney Radio Saturday morning gardening talkback program. How long have you been doing that? Um, I have to confess, more than 20 years. <laughs> and also... There's 20 years of lemon questions, of course. Fantastic. And a garden, gardening column in the Weekend Australian magazine. It's a great honour to have you uh, on the show here, Helen. Um, Kay, we, uh, we're going to lead you up the garden path. 
Good morning, Helen, and we're delighted to have you join us. Oh, it's my very great pleasure. I'm always happy to talk about gardens. And talk about Renaissance garden tours in particular. So our first question for you is, what is a garden tour? Well, I mean, I suppose it's not rocket science. It's, it's a tour that's curated around going to see gardens in, in much the same way Renaissance do specialist tours for operas or for uh, um, concerts, ring cycle and uh, art tours and so forth. And these uh, garden tours are based around gardens. But having said that, of course, we don't just relentlessly go to garden after garden every day. So there's extra activities that non-gardening partners or friends might enjoy. Yes, that's how we try to plan it because oftentimes people might want to come with a husband, sister. There are three sisters who've travelled with me a number of times and they're just hilarious. Just so much fun to have along, mothers and daughters, um, friends and there are people who come along as singles and then make friends on the tour. So the, the tours are always planned so that there are other sorts of activities and particularly with overseas tours, mm. um, that can include things like, you know, boat ride on the lake, it might be a, a concert in a local church, uh, there might be a, a local festival, a local village market, wine tastings, museums, art galleries, all sorts of other things like that. So broader cultural activities in addition to the gardens. Yeah. And Helen, I believe uh, hopefully in October, uh, all things being equal, are you heading off to the Blue Mountains? Tell me about that wonderful tour with Renaissance. Yes, we hope that that can go ahead. Of course, everything is uh, it's still very much unknown, as I'm sure everyone appreciates. But uh, part of getting back to travel, I think that people might be more comfortable starting off with something that's local rather than flying overseas. And of course, we've got a wealth of superb gardens in on the doorstep of Sydney, uh, going up and over the the Blue Mountains. So spring will be springing, mm. and yes. um, that's obviously going to be a feature of some of the gardens you're visiting. Yeah, that's right. It's kind of the peak time of the year for what are essentially cool climate gardens. So they tend to be where you've got a cool climate. They tend to be gardens where in wintertime they're a, they're a bit asleep. <laughs> you have deciduous trees that are bare and so forth. And then in spring, everything wakes up and happens. So, Helen, we've all been cooped up at home for a long time and I was excited when I heard you are available to speak with us because I feel you can now take us travelling and I'd like you to take us to the best garden you've ever visited. Gosh, that's a hard question. <laughs> I'm lucky enough to have led, oh, I think probably 25 tours overseas in my time, but I do have a great fondness for Italian gardens and I love travelling in Italy just because Italy is fun. So one of my favourite gardens of all is a garden called Ninfa. And Ninfa is just uh, 70 kilometres south of Rome. And it's the most unusual garden because it's been created amongst the ruins of a medieval village. So Ninfa was at the top of its game, I think, in uh, the end of the... 13th century and it was actually destroyed in 1382 and left untouched um, 
for years and years until the 1920s. And then it was taken back by the family who'd originally owned it and they built this beautiful romantic garden. So there's roses growing up over the stone ruins and magnificent trees. It's very fertile soil mm. and it's incredibly atmospheric. That sounds um, so beautiful. Oh, it's, oh. it's just the most magical place. So apart from the wine, apart from the food, we can go to Mensa and have a look at that fabulous garden. So how do we spell that? Oh, it's N-I-N-F-A. Okay, great. Infinelli, yeah, Ninfa. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's hard to tell whether it's natural or created. Of course it's created, but it's done with such a, a light touch and um, absolutely... I don't know anyone who hasn't been to that garden who hasn't, you know, it, it, that it hasn't imprinted itself on their soul. Well, I'm it's on your next book. tour there, okay? <laughs> I'm with you. Absolutely. <laughs> Helen Young is whom we've been speaking with uh, from Renaissance Garden Tours and uh, Helen can be heard on the ABC Sydney Radio Saturday morning uh, gardening talkback program with Simon and also, of Sometimes. course... Yeah, in the, with uh, with uh, the weekend uh, Australia magazine as well. You can go to info at helenyoung.com.au or helenyoung.com.au and, of course, we will put up the uh, link on our website as well. Helen, thank you so much for giving up your time today. We do appreciate it. Uh, Helen Young, who is, can be heard on the ABC, of course, on Saturday mornings and also in the weekend Australian and so many other places as well. If you'd like to get in contact with Helen, you just go to info at helenyoung.com.au and for the Renaissance Tours one word renaissancetours.com.au and we'll see you down the garden path We've had a very interesting show today Kay I've had too much fun with you Too much fun? Too much fun Did you say you're having another baby? No, I didn't. Oh, I thought I misinterpreted it. It's that song, Having My Baby. Having My Baby. <laughs> because uh, we were talking about next week being Mother's Day. It is. And Janelle's coming in to have a chat about that. She's a mother of how many? Four. Four. Couldn't... So who better? And she's like a whippet. Oh, she's slim and gorgeous. Just like you. Oh. Stop saying you put on weight, oh. you have not. Are you doing lots of walking? I am doing a huge amount of walking. That dog of yours, everyone's it's, dogs are going, up, enough for the, the walking. Up the top of the cupboard saying no more. <laughs> and the cats are going, when are you going back to work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take care, Kay. Thank you so much indeed. And if people do want to know more, they can go, of course, to the to the website. Yes, www.yourlifechoices.com.au. And we'll see you next time for our next podcast, Mind Your Own Retirement. that Your Life Choices does not hold an Australian financial services licence and all content and discussion is of a general nature only.